Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass fed, grass finished beef, organic free range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Hey guys, today we caught up with Tyler Worley. We get into elk calling strategies, lifelong memories hunting with pops, and being in the middle of battling bulls. We're on with Tyler Worley from Oregon. Tyler, good morning. Thank you for joining us, man. Uh, We appreciate your time on this Sunday morning. Um, I'd like to get into who Tyler is, give us a little bit of background, and uh, we'll go from there, man. It's all you. All righty. Uh, yeah, I'm Tyler Worley. I'm 21 years old. Um, I've been hunting and fishing as long as I can remember. I grew up in a family that that always did that. That was our that was our family time. Um, I work at Sportsman's Warehouse right here in, in Salem, Oregon. Um, just while I'm going to school. Um, gonna try to get a degree in ag science um but yeah that's i mean my my life kind of revolves around around hunting so that's uh that's there's not it. much more to it than that <laughs> right yeah this doesn't yeah. need any more <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so you know we we see you laying it down right i mean you're kind of the all-around hunter or excuse me the all-around outdoorsman um yeah you started at a very young age yeah, very young. Yeah, I think I, I I took my hunter safety course when I was eight years old. Oh wow! Um, and started duck hunting right after that. Killed killed a turkey right after that, and it was 
I've been hooked ever since. So how can you not? <laughs> yeah. So run us through, uh, man. Twenty eighteen looked phenomenal for you. Um, elk, deer, duck. I mean, what what didn't we see on Tyler's on Tyler's page there? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was pretty. It was a pretty good season. Um, I I killed a nice buck with a controlled tag that I drew here in Oregon. Um, that was really fun. Um, duck hunting wise, it was uh, not not a great season. Um, we didn't, we didn't get the weather we needed. Um, it was a really dry winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the birds just didn't, didn't really come down like they, like they usually do. So it was duck hunting was kind of a bust this year. Um, elk, elk hunting was, it was really fun. I, I kind of forfeited my season for, um, my dad's tag. He waited 21 years to draw, wow. draw a, a special elk tag here in Oregon. Um, so I kind of, I told him, you know, if you're going to do that, I'm going to, I'm giving up my season for, for that, to go help you do that. Cause he, he definitely gave up a lot, um, when I was younger, helping me get animals and, and things like that. So that was something I really wanted to do. Man, that's huge, right? To say I'm going to lay down my elk season for, for anybody. That's a big yeah. deal. Man. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, for, for dad, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to do that for him. Um. It was a little, it was a little hard, um, just cause that's kind of what I live for is, is elk hunting. Right, but at waiting. the same time, yeah, at the same time, I, my, my hook in it is, is calling elk. That's what I, I love. I mean, I love killing elk, but, um, calling elk is what, what drives me back every year. So, yeah. So to be able to like call in, calling an elk for pops, that that's a big deal, man, to share in that yeah. success. And wow. Yeah. yeah that's and, awesome. and it was, it was super fun. I mean, I had, I had the camera in my hand the whole, well, not the whole time. I, I got a little frustrated about halfway through the hunt and, and put the camera in the backpack. Um, <laughs> but, um, it was really fun not to have, not to have a bow, not to have a tag to worry about. Um, I mean, I was just, calling so it was that was really fun to experience that so let's talk about that a little bit right i mean you're you know you're you're hunting at eight years old i'm sure you were in the woods with dad you know prior to that oh yeah Um, oh yeah so to be able to lay that down and just get out there and call um i get it right big big opportunity for him what did you say 21 years waiting on that tag yeah he had 21 preference points he could have he could have drawn it a year or two ago um but he was just putting in for point savers waiting up for the right year to do it um and last year everything worked out with being able to get time off and and things like that so um, that's when he pulled the trigger on it so without disclosing too much where where in oregon are you guys hunting on that special tag uh it's in uh like the northeast corner of oregon okay right on the the north border of it is uh the washington oregon border yeah so that uh talk about that hunt man tell us about it was it successful um would you you know would you learn how did dad do how'd you guys you know respond (laughs) in the woods together yeah um it was it was um I'm going to say it was successful. We did not, we did not bring, um, an elk back, which was, it was a little bittersweet. Um, but just the experiences we got to, um, 
got to go through together on that hunt was, it was well worth the wait, um, for that tag. And, um, there was a, there was a lot of ups and downs. Um, but yeah, from the, I mean, from the beginning, we went over there, um, opening weekend, which is the last weekend in August for us in Oregon. Um, and went over there. That was kind of like, you know, we were going to scout some areas while he could shoot a bull at the same time. And he kind of, we went over there for four days, I think that first trip. Um, and you know, he was like, I'm going to, it's gotta be a big, a big bull to shoot it this, this first trip. Cause we had a, um, tool. I think we were over there for 12 or 14 days. The second trip we went over. Wow. Nice. Um, but yeah. And, uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, right. Out, it, it was early, so I wasn't, I wasn't thinking there was going to be crazy rut action going on. Um, but we go over there first, first evening we, we get on a, a nice, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not great at judging score, but he, he was over 300. Um, and we got into 50 yards on him. Um, it was kind of, it was, it was pretty fun to be, um, not, not a guide, but be the guy that was, I was really trying to get, get that a bull. So it was fun to be that kind of play that role, I guess. Um, but yeah, as soon as we, we heard him bugle down in, down in the bottom of a drainage and I pretty much just started running through the brush cause, um, he, I let out a locator bugle and he ripped right back. So I was like, okay, game on. So we, we started hauling butt down through, down through the timber and long story short, we got up 50 yards on him and I'm kind of watching him. He's raking a tree and, um, dad's right next to me and I'm looking at the bull and I'm looking at dad. I'm like, I don't, it's opening day. You know, I don't think this is a bull you want to shoot opening day. Um, so (laughs) that was, and I, we knew there was going to be, that was going to be part of it because you're not going to wait 21 years. Not that my family by far were not trophy hunters at all. We'd, we'd rather put meat in the freezer, but at the same time, you know, he's been waiting 21 21 years years. for that tag. So, Uh um, so yeah, we kind of, we opted, opted to pass on that bull. Um, and yeah, the next, I mean, the next three days we were there, it was, um, it was insane. Um, for, for being opening. I mean, it was August and we were, there were bulls bugling every day. Um, we were in elk every day. Um, that was, it was pretty crazy. It was, it was definitely as soon as we headed home from that, that first trip, we were, we were amped to get back there. Um, so we, sorry, any thoughts going home and going, man, we passed on that bull. We hope that was the right decision. Any discussion on that? Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was some, you know, dad kind of ho-hummed about it, about, you know, maybe, maybe that, maybe that was our, that was the bull we were supposed to take and blah, blah. blah. And I, I was kind of like, no dad, like if we would, if we would have killed that bull opening day, we would not have got to experience the crazy amount of stuff that we did. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it, but, um, that second trip was, that was, I will probably never experience elk hunting like that again in my life. Um, unless, unless somebody, somebody I know gets lucky and, and draws that tag again, which I hope, I hope will happen. But, um, yeah, we, we were definitely, that was definitely the right decision. Um, even, even looking back on it now, um, not taking a bull home, that was, 
that I was fine forfeiting that for the experiences we got to have. Was um, that <laughs> 21 years of points, man. Was, was, does, does he view that the same way? Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he does because those, those, uh, experiences that we got, Oh, Maddie's coming in here. <laughs> um, those experiences we got to have were, um, he, he views it the same way with, um, everything we got to see. So, yeah. And then that second trip, we went back over there and, um, losing track. That's yeah. We right. go back over there. I think it was like September 6th and that's kind of, um, in, in Oregon for me anyway, my, my best time has always been between like the 10th and the, the 16th, um, for rut action. I mean, it varies from year to year, but, um, anyway, so we go back over there on the sixth. Um, we're there for just about two weeks, but it was the first, the first four days. I mean, we were on elk every day, every day. And the bulls were not responding to calls. Like, like I had hoped and, and going into that, you know, you hear all these stories about, um, these, um, hunts in the big three is what they're called. There's three units in Oregon that are, um, that take, you know, 17 plus years to draw. Um, and you hear, you hear all these stories about them, you know, guys killing 350 plus bulls. Um, it's just crazy. And I kind of, I kind of took that and was like, you know what? I need to not, I need to not think that way going into it. I don't want to go back or go in there, you know, just relaxed and like, Oh, this is going to be like shooting fish in a barrel. Right, so cake walking it. Yeah. And so <clears throat> we went back in elk every day. Um, but the bulls were not doing what I wanted. And, uh, which it, it was pretty frustrating. And, you know, we'd get on bulls, um, bulls would be screaming. We'd get up close and, uh, you know, they'd kind of move off or it's, it's almost like they didn't, you know, you'd hear them bugling back and forth to each other. And I tried everything, everything in my playbook, but just nothing, nothing would work. Um, and that's kind of when I think day four, day five, I, I put the camera away cause I was just getting so frustrated with it. Um, and I was like, you know what, we'll, we'll take pictures when there's a bull on the ground or we'll get video when there's a bull on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, which I very much regret because I think it was day seven. Um, that was, um, yeah, that was the best day of elk hunting I've ever had. Uh, we started off going into this spot that we had been elk, been on elk every day. Um, and we kind of, we almost, we, we almost patterned these bulls. They'd be out in, in this clear cut reprod stuff. And then in the early morning before it got light. And then as soon as it got light, they'd move through this, um, thick burn timber and, and go through this meadow. And so we go in there before light and we're like, okay, we're going to get to the meadow, cut them off, um, and have them come to us. And so we get up there, it's just breaking daylight and this bull bugles and he's, he's already further along than I thought he would be going through this timber closer to the meadow. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. And so he beagles a couple more times. So we hoof it up, you get to, 
get to the meadow and we're kind of on a, a little knob looking down into the meadow and there's a knob across the meadow from us <clears throat> and this bull's just coming out of the timber screaming we can't see him yet and there's a bull on the knob across from us and he they're kind of bugling back and forth and this bull down in the bottom bugles and that bull on the hill cuts him off and i looked over at dad and i was like oh they're they're fighting here and uh yeah here it is and um all of a sudden this bull um across the way from us on the knob he's coming down the hill going mach five just <laughs> coming right into this meadow and i'm I'm going, holy crap. I mean, this is like, this is like National Geographic stuff that I'm, I'm watching, watching here. <laughs> and where's the camera? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's shoved in the bottom of my, my pack. Right. And, and, uh, yeah, this bull that comes down, just, just a great, he's a six by seven, just a, a huge, a huge bull. What you and, were hoping uh, for that first weekend. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, we can't see this bull that's down below us yet. And pretty soon, as soon as that bull hits, uh, the bull that was across the way from us, as soon as he hits the meadow, this bull comes out of the timber and he's bigger than the bull that just came down the hill. And, and I'm for a second, I'm just kind of in shock. You know, it's, it's just breaking daylight, super cold. It was the coldest morning we were there. I think it was like, it was like 20 degrees somewhere around there. Um, so, you know, you can see the, the breath coming out of these bulls when they're, when they're talking down there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyway, these bulls come, get, start getting closer and closer to each other and they're, you know, kind of strutting their stuff and they locked antlers. And I looked at dad and I was like, we gotta, we gotta get down there. So I'm, I'm sprinting through the woods down this, down this hill to get through these, to these bulls. And we were in cover, so I wasn't worried about, um, them seeing us in that that crack of those antlers was like, I mean, I'm not kidding you. It was like gunshots going off how loud it was. And so I wasn't, I wasn't worried about being loud. I wasn't worried about, you know, them, them seeing us because we had cover. So we beeline it down there and uh, we get to the, to the edge of the meadow and these bulls are like 65 yards down there and they're just locked up. I mean, just full bore going at it. And, you know, dad's, we kind of talked about it all off season. What, what dad thought was his effective range. And we kind of pegged it at 50 yards. You know, we weren't going to take a shot, shot over 50. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see this, this elk trail going right down to the meadow and this meadow's full. It's, it was all a burned area. So this meadow's full of this, these weeds that are about chest high to us. Um, and so we go down this elk trail and we looking back on it, I, I would have done it totally different. Um, we go down this elk trail and pop out and we're actually down in the meadow, but we pop out in this, there's two trees that had just fallen and they got branches. I mean, their branches were sticking six, seven feet up mm-hmm. while they were laying. And these bulls are 34 yards in front of us cracking antlers. I mean, just doing all, all this cool stuff. I mean, I was, I was a little kid sitting there watching this and, uh, (laughs) but we had no, we had nowhere to go. I mean, we were completely stuck. We had, we had a tree on both sides of us. And then all we could do was back up and these bulls actually got closer to us. They were about 50, 60 yards when we first got down there and they moved 
moved into about 35, um, while they were fighting and we were, we were stuck. I mean, dad couldn't, you know, I'm, I'm not a tall guy at all. I'm, I'm five, nine, my dad's five, six, five, seven. So he's even, even shorter than me. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting there whispering to each other, you know, can you get up on this log? I mean, are they going to see us? And we actually figured it out to where, okay, if the bulls, if one bull pushes to the left, you're going to get a shot at him. If one bull pushes to the right, you're going to get a shot at him. And I mean, we were, we were going to be ecstatic with either bull. Um, so we're sitting there, right? We're waiting. Okay. Which way are they going to go? Which way are they going to go? And they, they stop. They just put their antlers up. And I mean, the wind was in our favor the whole time. I was checking that the whole time and they just stopped their fighting and they kind of stood there and looked at each other and huffing and puffing. And then they both walk in directions perfectly where dad can't get a shot. And it was like, Oh, we just kind of, we just kind of sat there. And I, I cow called a little bit bugled. These bulls were just not, not responsive at all to what I was doing. Um, and so that was, <laughs> that was an extremely cool experience. It was a little heartbreaking that we, you know, as, as soon as we were running down there, I was like, you know, this is the, this is our chance. This is, it's going to happen right here. Um, and you know, we kind of, we kind of walked, got back up on the hill and I just laid, I just dropped down on my back and kind of sat there and a little heartbroken, but really I was just kind of soaking it up. Um, that what we got to experience yeah, yeah that's, and, that's pretty awesome and then and then it, and then it hit me that i didn't have the camera out and i was going <laughs> i was going oh man i'm gonna kick myself forever, forever for not having the camera out because that i, I that would have been that would have been the coolest i mean i can replay it in my mind but even <laughs> just try i'm trying to explain best i can to you guys and it it there's nothing that can um compared to actually seeing that in person yeah i was getting the um, visual man but i think you know trying to film we, we yeah if, you, if you've ever done it you know the frustration and why you just throw that camera down uh, oh yeah. man yeah it's it's tough um but yeah that i mean those bulls down there they were there was a couple times where they stopped fighting and they would get um side by side and they'd kind of tilt their antlers towards each other and they'd kind of trot along and they were they were glunking at each other which was i don't i have you guys ever heard of glunking or well, heard it before? Not, nope. not in person. Yeah. It, it it's not, it's not, I mean, I kind of try to do it on my bugle tube every once in a while just to get more, more realistic, but it was the weirdest sound I'd ever, it was almost like a, like a big, uh, like a yoga ball bouncing on concrete. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. It, it was weird, but they were, they were making noises that I didn't know elk made. Um, so just, just being there, you know, within a hundred yards of them, listening to them do that, watching them do that was, was insane. So, um, so when they, when they finally called the stalemate on each other, did you guys, you, you didn't pursue it after just on a, on a run and gun tactic? Well, yeah. So we, we got, we got up on the hill. We sat, I mean, we kind of, took a breather and kind of game planned it out because this, they were in this meadows pretty open. I mean, if you, if you were to walk out in it, they'd, they'd peg you quick. Um, and so we kind of waited 
watch these two bulls. That's why we got up on the hill was to watch these bulls where where they're going to go. Um, and so <clears throat> one bull went back back up on the knob over the knob, and the one bull went down. Um, I guess you'd call it a canyon. Um, there was some more drainages that go down, and it's that area got scorched. I mean, there's there's hardly any any trees left standing in there. Um, and so he went down into the creek bottom. Um, so we kind of opted to go after him. He was the bigger bull anyway. Um, so we're like, all right, let's, let's go after him. So we go, we go down there. We're following him. There's two, two bulls bugling down in there. One of them's him. Um, and he's just kind of working his way down, working his way down. And so we, it was probably, we probably hiked down in there for, Oh, an hour or so. Um, got got down through one creek bottom, up on another knob, and we're looking we're looking straight across. Um, just this stuff is real steep, nasty stuff. Um, and we're looking across, and I can hear this bull bugling. And there's one patch of reprod that's not burned, um, and he's he's bugling in that. And I'm bugling back and forth to him, trying to cut him off, trying to piss him off, and sure enough this bull starts he's trotting right down the hill right to the creek bottom like he's gonna go down cross it and pop right up on top of us basically um so this bull comes out and diff- different bull than we had been um either of the ones that had been fighting but um yeah this bull comes out and he's just beelining it for the bottom of the creek and i'm i'm like perfect i set dad up i get behind dad um and I, I just kind of let him do his thing. He's already on the way. I don't want to, don't want to mess anything up with something he doesn't like. So I just kind of stayed quiet. Um, and you can hear him, you can hear him down in the Creek and then it kind of gets quiet and I'm gone. Okay. And maybe he's just sneaking up, you know? Um, and then this bulls, then he's side hilling. He's back up on the other side and he's side hilling up the hill, up the hill. And I was kind of, I was just kind of, confused i guess i i didn't know why he i didn't know what he if something in the bottom spooked him um might have been that bigger bull (laughs) yeah yeah i i i have no clue we couldn't see down in the bottom um so we were yeah we were a little a little baffled that he didn't do what we thought he was going to do but that's that's elk for you that's Um, yeah it's hunting (laughs) yeah and yeah, so this this day just keeps this bull goes up and he there's actually a old skid road and he kind of popped up on top of it and uh walked down the road out of sight. Um so we hoof it down the creek, up the other side, get up there, um can't can't get a location on him. Don't know which way he went after that. Um so we kinda we kinda sat there and just um laid out another game plan. And this is, this is where it gets pretty good. So we're, we're sitting there and we're still in this burn and there's a, a ridge that kind of hooks around. Um, and we're, we're up there on the skid road and we're getting some food in us, um, game planning. And this, I, I honestly, I wouldn't even call it a bugle. It, it sounded like a guy on a Terminator bugle, just sitting, sitting up on the ridge just every once in a while he just and 
I kind of, every time it would go off, I, I looked at dad and dad's like, dad's like, I think that's an elk. And I'm going, there's no, no way this is an elk. <laughs> you know, that there's a guy, there's a guy up there. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I was so convinced that this, this is a guy. And then I pull out, I pull out the onyx and I'm looking and there's literally nothing between us and the Washington border besides wilderness. And that's, it was probably three, 400 yards away where the sound was coming from. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm going, okay, you know, maybe, maybe that's an elk. And it it was so, it was so, um, like constant. It was every, every like two minutes, this would go off. And it, it almost sounded like a, it almost sounded like a bell or something, um, or an alarm. I don't know. It, it's hard to explain, but anyway, so I'm, I'm going, you know what? Screw this. Like, we're going to go, let's go see what this is. So we hoof it over there. There's a perfect, um, there was a little drainage. And this is coming from on the other side of the, the hill from us. So there's this perfect elk trail going up, up the drainage. So I'm like, perfect. We'll be quiet going up there, going through this burn. So we we're going up there, going up there. And, um, we actually jumped a bull elk or uh, not a bull elk, a bull moose, which was, that was super cool. Cause there's not, I mean, Oregon's not known to have, a whole lot of moose in it. Um, but yeah, we jumped, jumped a huge, um, bull Shires moose, moose, which was super cool to see. Um, and I was a little, I was a little afraid that that, that was going to spook the elk on the other side of the hill. Um, just cause of how noisy he was. Um, but so we just keep sneaking along and we get just about to the crest of this, um, ridge. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay right here. So I'm out of sight and I'm going to have dad sneak just over the crest and get in a good spot, you know, up against a tree. And so I get dad set up and you know, this, this sound goes off again and it's, it's real close to us. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, dad gives me the thumbs up that he's all set up and I'm going to rip off a bugle. I rip off a bugle. One of the nastiest bugles I have ever heard rips back from right where that noise was coming from. And I, I like, I just kind of stood there for a second in shock, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so he, he rips this bugle off and I'm, I'm like, all right, game on. So I, I rip a nasty bugle back at him and, and he cuts me off and I'm like, okay, this is, this is going to work. And I get it. There was a little burned, um, tree next to me. So I get a, I get a branch and I start raking, just raking the crap out of this tree. And I'm, I'm down on my knees and I can, I can see dad's head. And so all of a sudden dad, dad kind of turns his head really slowly back at me and, and points down the hill that this bull's coming. And, uh, I'm like, okay, this is, this is perfect. And I just keep raking, keep raking. And I'm watching dad, watching dad. And he puts the range finder up ranges puts it, puts it down, hooks his release on. And I'm just, I'm just like, Oh man, it, this is going to happen. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm sweating raking this tree. And, uh, he, he draws back and he's, he's holding it for, I mean, he probably held it for 30 seconds. He's drawn back and I can see him kind of following something. 
and uh and then he stops and lets that arrow go and that arrow went and it's i I can't see the bull and uh that arrow went and i just heard a loud whack and i'm going okay that that sounded like it hit elk and uh you know i kind of jump up and i'm I ripped off another bugle to just in case. I mean, he decided that's to what bust I, out. Right, exactly. I ripped off another bugle. Cal called a couple of times just to slow him down, and uh, so I jump up and I'm I'm ready to run down there and you know tackle that because we just <laughs> you know I'm I'm, right. I'm 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 thinking we just made this happen and I'm like I've just got this great feeling rushing over me and uh, so I kind of I kind of take a couple steps towards Dad and Dad's probably. 40, 50 yards away from me and he whips right around and just got this pissed off look on his face and he's telling me to get back down and I'm, I'm going, what? And I'm kind of like, okay, maybe this bull's, you know, it, he hit it and it's standing there again. So he's going to shoot it again. And, uh, so he draws back again and I'm like, okay, and <laughs> I'm waiting, waiting. And then he lets down and I'm, you know, we're, we're kind of sitting there. I'm kind of hand signaling him like what, like what happened? And he's waving his hand back and forth like he doesn't know. And um, so I sneak down there and he's going, I missed. And I I kind of I kind of got sick for a second and I'm like, well, okay, like run me through what happened. And he's like, Well, I he's like, I shot for 40 yards. And um he goes, as soon as that arrow got about halfway to that bull, I kind of saw a flash of, um, like a flash of the shaft, like it hit something. And so we're, I'm kind of looking, looking and in this burn, I mean, there's these branches that come off these burned trees, um, that are just nasty and hooked and, and everything. And, and so we kind of figured it out, went through step by step and, and his arrow hit one of those branches and just went right. He goes, I watched that arrow just slip right over the back of that bull. Oh, um, that, that's a hard and, pill to swallow. Oh, it, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it was rough. And so we, we start looking for his arrow and this bull, he actually, this bull actually bugled again down in the bottom. Um, and he, we saw him another time and he was pushing his cows down, down into the Canyon. Um, and we found his arrow. It actually hit a, a burned root, and that was the the smack that I heard. Um, yeah, and that that was that was a hard one to swallow. Definitely, um, you know, Dad's kind of like you did everything perfect. You know, blah blah blah. He's like, I just I screwed the pooch on that one, and hmm. I'm just like, oh, hey, it's whatever. You know, we got yeah. by. It was day seven or eight, and I'm like, okay, we got we got almost a week left to get this done, you know, let's, mm-hmm. let's get over this. Um, but it was definitely that setup we had was just, just perfect. Yeah, um, you pretty much did it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's what he, you know, he gave me a hug and he's like, you know what? Like you just, you did what you're supposed to do. That was amazing. The way you worked that bowl and, and all that stuff. And he, he, he still, I mean, what it's been, five four months that's september he's still he still wakes up in the morning and goes oh man he goes i 
I thought about that bull last night and <laughs> what I should have done different. And it, it kind of, it's lingering now. Oh yeah, it is lingering. That'll stick around forever though. I mean, five, six months oh, yeah. is a drop yeah. in the bucket considering <laughs> you have a lifetime. That, yeah, exactly. I don't exactly. want to say blown opportunity. Sorry, dad. But you know, that yeah. blown opportunity, that's, that's a rough one, man. That is a yeah. rough one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he kind of, then he starts, he starts going through, okay, what, what could I have done differently? And I'm looking at where he shot this, this shot at this bull. And this, he, I mean, he said this bull was just on a, his eyes were rolled back in his head. I mean, he was coming up to, to kick my butt basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I was kind of like, well, that you, you could have let that bull come a little closer. Couldn't you? And he goes, yeah, he goes, if I would have, if I would have held off, I think that bull would have been about 10 yards from me. And, and my, my dad, I mean, he grew up rifle hunting. That's, that's what, um, I mean, rifle hunting's kind of in his blood. Archery hunting is something that he got into because when I was, I was about 13 or 14 and I really wanted to get into archery hunting and he kind of did it as a, as a kid, um, just kind of trying it out. But, um, yeah, that, that, I mean, that whole archery thing is, it's still kind of new to him. Um, so, he kind of looked at it as when that bull was coming up the hill, I mean, he's, he's already drawn back. You know, we haven't had, he hasn't got to draw back on a lot of bulls yet. Um, so he was kind of like, it's, it's now or never, like I need to make this happen. And, and, you know, I think he rushed out a little bit. Um, but that I, I was like, I, I don't know if I would have done anything, anything different. different. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, it's hard, it's hard to, when that bull's coming up, coming to you it's hard to sit there and wait because you're thinking okay we did all this stuff you know prepping for the season we've worked our butts off during season you know i've waited for him he's waited all this time for this tag and you know if he get if that if he lets that bull come another 10 20 yards there's no guarantee right he busts or he sees something or you know whatever that's then you're sitting there going, I should have shot at 40 yards. So yeah. it, it's, it's, you can go beat around the bush with that forever. So yeah, I mean, yep. hindsight um, is 2020, right? I mean, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You sit there and evaluate everything after the fact. Yeah. I should have done this. I should have done that, but you don't know, man. And then once that, once you're in that moment and uh, as hunters, we've all been there and we're always there. Um, you got decisions to make. Sometimes they, yeah. they're good and sometimes, you know, you're thinking about it and it was probably, that might've been the best decision because who's to say at, at 10 or 12 yards that, you know, it wouldn't have hit something too. Right. Exactly. And, and, and we, I looked at it and, you know, after, after we tried to swallow that pill, I mean, I was like, okay, I'm glad you clean missed that bowl. Cause yeah. I mean, who knows when it, when it hits a branch, I mean, it could go it left, right, yep. up or down and, and then you're you're tracking a bull for miles that's shot in the gut or you know whatever. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a almost a blessing in disguise, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and it's bittersweet um, all the time with it too. Yeah, you know. And but yeah, I mean, I could I could talk for hours about about that hunt. And we had <clears throat> there was there was a lot of um, situations where I would bring a bull in and there would be too much stuff in the way for a shot or, you know, all, all dad could see were antlers. Um, 
head, all this stuff. I mean, that happened, that happened, geez, that happened four or five times on that hunt. Wow. Um, and so that, that was, that was frustrating too. Um, we jumped the, by far the biggest bull I've ever seen. Um, in my life, we jumped him. He was bedded. And when we jumped him, he was about 10 yards away from us. Uh, <laughs> we just kind of, we were just kind of, um, not still hunting, but we were just kind of going through ripping off bugles every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we jumped that big bull. There was one, one bull that I screwed the pooch on. Um, I was, um, this bull was kind of holed up at the base of this, um, at the base of this ridge. And I'm talking back and forth with the bull and he's not getting closer. He's kind of moving off every once in a while. And so I'm like, we gotta, we gotta get up on this bull. And, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of how I do it. I, I like to get, get bulls going and then shut up and get as close as I can to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got quiet and we hoofed it up in on this bull and I ripped off another bugle and he bugled back. And once you're, once you're real close to these elk, I mean, it's hard to judge how far, how far away they are. Um, and he bugled again and I'm thinking he's dad's dad's going, he's closer than we think. And I'm going, no, he's, he's still a little ways out. So we walk about 20 yards and bust a bunch of cows in this bull. Um, I, I hit the deck and dad's standing behind me and I'm kind of chirping on the cow call, um, trying to get these elk to calm down and they calm down and I can see cows walking up the ridge and dad's like the bull's right there. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's make something happen. I mean, out of, out of what we just, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, he go he ranges it and he goes, he's, he's 62 yards and he's going, you know, I, I think I can make that shot if he stops. And this bull is just slowly walking up the hill, um, getting further and further away. And he gets to the top and, and stands there for a bit. And I'm trying, trying everything I can, um, to get him to come back down. But his, some of his cows had seen us. So we were kind of screwed from the beginning on that, but that was definitely my bad. I got, I got too aggressive on that one. Um, but yeah, just, just lots of, lots of crazy experiences on that hunt. Yeah. That's um, cool. Man. To get to share that with your dad and, and a hunt that he had put in for, for that amount of time. I mean, I, that's, you know, it sounds like the, uh, the poor pooch there was, uh, hurting a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you, know, you, I, you can't be that experience, man. You guys were finding no, it. Yeah. It would, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was for sure. I mean, going, going home from that trip, it was like, you know, obviously you want to look in the rear view mirror and see, see antlers sticking out the truck, but, um, it was, those experiences are something. Yeah. You'll never, I, I won't, I won't ever forget. You'll never no. forget them, man. That'll be something you'll yeah. be talking about for the, you know, the rest of your days. So yeah, a couple things with, with all that, um, so game planning, right? You can map it out. 
you can map it out a to z <laughs> the, the way yeah. right you, you can you know strategize and have a plan going in there but man those game plans i mean you're you're on the fly with with chase and elk through there i mean you can't predict what they're going to do so what oh do you, no how much preparation well not preparation but how much planning are you doing um as you're chasing these guys are you you know you couple couple second conversation this is what we're going to do and go or is that something yeah. that you you thoroughly map out <laughs> You know, it, it kind of depends. Um, if we're, you know, on that on that bull that was making the the weird noise over the ridge, I, we had time. It, it was it was mid morning. Um, you know, elk elk were were bedded down um, or heading to their bedding area. So we definitely we definitely had time to sit there and go. Okay, you know, I'm looking at the map. What's the best way to get over there? Um, things like that. But if it's, if we're like on a bull that's bugling, um, or we know there's elk somewhere. I, yeah. It's that, you know, stop for a second, listen, try to locate him. Okay. Check the wind. Um, I'm always, I mean, I go through, I think I went through three of those, um, wind checkers. I'm all, I always have that in my hand. I'm the same yeah. way. I'm a nut. With yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Just when, when things are when things are hot and hot and heavy, we're always just it's just a couple second. Okay, we're we're going here. Um, you know, we're going around this way. We're going around this way. Mm-hmm. Get that wind right. Um, yeah. Hi, this is Weston Jenkins with Disabled Outdoorsman, the founder of an organization where we choose and let individuals come in the outdoors. We have many people across the nation that refuse to give up, and our brand is going to represent them. And now you can too. You can go to our website at www.disabledoutdoorsman.com, or you can find us on Instagram at disabledoutdoorsmanusa. We want you to be a part of the cause with us, and let's make a difference one day at a time. So, second part calling strategy um so we understand we had a little birdie tell us that uh, you are the man on the bugle <laughs> yeah you, 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 gotta, you gotta piss some, bu- some bulls off yeah so we, yeah. we knew you knew that this was coming uh hi yeah. maddie <laughs> <laughs> um so calling strategy first man how do you how do you approach it um you know what's what's your go-to sequence yeah because uh, i'm still learning events? yeah um my i I love bugling. Um, I like, I mean, I've cow called bulls in before. Um, but it's a lot, it's a lot more fun for me to, to piss a bull off and have him coming in looking for a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's work. I mean, that's, that's worked a little better than, than cow calling for me. So I'm, I'll, I'll let out a cow call everyone. Like if I'm, um, well, let me back up uh, my, my game plan when I go out in the morning or whatever, I'm locate locating, um, trying to locate elk. So I'm, I'm just ripping off locator bugles, um, trying to find elk. And then if I get one to respond to that, then I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm pretty much just bugling from, from there in. Um, I don't, I'll hit the cow call every once in a while. Um, like if I'm locating, I'll, let out a couple chirps on the cow call first. Um, cause if I get it, if I go in somewhere and I am trying to locate a bull and I hit 
hit the cow call and he rips it back to that, then I'm going in, I'm going in cow calling. Right. The, I mean the cool. whole, yeah. And I'll, I'll go in, you know, almost the whole way in just cow calling sounded like a cow coming through the timber. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really like to bugle and I really, I've just had, had better luck that way. Um, so that's, that's really my game plan. And, and I'll, I'll find these bulls or I'll locate them. And then usually I'll, if I can get a good, a good pin on them, then I'll just stay quiet and start moving in on them um, as quiet as I can. And then once I get, you know, once I break a hundred yards or so, or what I think if he's still in the same area, what I think is a hundred yards, then, then I'll bugle again and, and go from there. Um, and if he's going to come closer, then I'll stay put. If he's going to move off, then I'll just keep, keep closing the gap. So where's the bugle and diaphragm? I I got it right here on the desk. (laughs) Nice. He knew it was coming, man. All right. So, so help us, help us new elk guys, man. Let's, uh, let's hear a locate bugle. A locator bugle. All right. Let me get this. I had to. I had to sift through all my. I got a whole box of diaphragms that are all blown out and uh, <laughs> from this season. But so I had to find a good one. But all right. Uh, let me let me hit this locator bugle. Damn! Damn! Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, <laughs> for yeah. for. For locating, I just I don't I don't try to do anything fancy or sound. I'm just trying to get that high pitch, hold it, and get that sound as far as I can out there. That's um, awesome. So yeah. So getting them fired up. You said the challenge is your favorite. That's what's up next. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's see the difference. You know between the uh, the locate and the challenge there. All right. <laughs> Tyler can bugle, Heck yeah. man. <laughs> Tyler can bugle, man. That's awesome, but yeah, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. If if I'm getting them fired up, if that bull's gonna cut me off, I, I'm throwing, I'm throwing nasty lip balls. I mean, just just whatever. I mean, those elk don't. I mean, you have that, um, that kind of generic elk bugle in your head all the time. But when you're out there, I mean, no bull sounds like that. Um, so you need to be pretty versed in, in what they're saying to you. You, you need to understand that before you can respond. Um, right. Yeah. It's pretty important, right? You can't just go out and and say, okay, I'm going to throw this, this bugle down. Um, and you heard Tony's bugle. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's not gonna, that's not gonna cut it. So it's pretty important to understand, you know, what they're saying. Def, yeah, definitely. I mean, cause if you, if you go out there and you, you get, you get some little, I mean, kind of a wimpy bugle back, you don't want to be throwing lit balls and nasty chuckles and everything at them. Cause that bull's just going to turn and run the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, true. So yeah, it all, I mean, that, that's what I, I, that is why I love elk hunting. Um, that's why I don't, I don't rifle hunt elk. Um, Cause that's what, that's what drives me is calling, calling elk. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun, man. Talking to them is, is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. 
I mean, outside yeah, of elk, well, I guess moose. There's a little bit, but I don't. I don't think the moose come across and hit us like elk do when you hear them bugling and you're, you know, or your cow calling and you're bugling back, man, the response you get is just, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about yeah. adrenaline. How long did it take you to learn all that? I, <laughs> I have been, I don't know, not, I'm not too mountain horn, but for like picking up calls, I mean, a duck, I, that's what I started with was, was duck calling. And I, I really enjoyed that, but I, I, picked it up really quick duck calling anyway and then um when i first started elk hunting when i was oh 13 or 14 um i you know i had the primos bugle and um i got I, it was it kind of just clicked for me on that and then i threw a threw a read my or a diaphragm in my mouth and that clicked too and then after that i mean there's so much more you can do with a, a diaphragm and a bugle tube than than just a, you know, like a Primos bugle or, um, one of those that has a reed in it, <clears throat> but yeah, it, I mean, obviously I've, I've gotten better over the years. Cause I'll, I mean, pretty much all summer I got the bugle tube and the dash of the pickup and, and reeds in the center console. So I'm always, um, I'm always messing around and, and, uh, yeah. I'm trying to Pissing get better. Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, get better, learn a new thing. Yeah that's cool yeah. man yeah that was some, yeah. uh, that's some good bugles man as far yeah. as i'm concerned <laughs> shoot yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so man that's awesome man i'm you know i unfortunately dad didn't lay it down but it's nice to hear that you guys pulled some uh pulled some value out of that entire situation um oh, not for just sure. the memories I, yeah yeah and i i don't i i mean i haven't looked back once and been like man that sucked we didn't we didn't kill anything i right. mean well, I as soon yeah. as i as soon as I look back on that, I I'm thinking about all those cool experiences that I got to, I got to experience with dad. And I mean, not, I, Maddie and I have been together for almost three years and that's a big, I mean, hunting's, hunting's our passion. That's our, that's our niche. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we definitely do that a lot together and, um, a little, a little less with our, you know, with our dads now, just cause we have, we're always going out with each other. I mean, we go out with our, our dads too. And we go on, you know, big family hunts and things like that. But, um, so it was really cool to, to, to get back out with dad and, and, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Those memories, kinda, man, you can't beat them, dude. You can. Yeah. No. Them. Yeah. Um, well, well, I appreciate, we appreciate you sharing that yeah, with it's us. A, it's yeah, a cool that's, story. that's yeah. awesome. So what give us the contrast that you see between what we see on say social media and what we actually experience in the woods. Um, you have a, a mount, um, and one of your, your comments on that is, you know, the head on the wall, um, is hard to understand for some people, um, and to know what it represents. Um, so why don't you give us the contrast between that and, and tell us about some of the values and stuff that you pull out of hunting. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of people on social media that do do a great job of of showing. I mean, it's not you don't just go out there and and kill a bull. Um, it is not not even close to that. And I think there's a lot of people that you know they watch you know like the born and raised guys. Um, they do. I think I think they do a really great job of of showing what I mean. It's not that easy, mm-hmm. but at at the same time, I mean you if you're if you're not a hunter or you didn't grow up around it and you see that you're like 
oh man, like I'm going to go out and, and call these bulls in and, and stick a bull, which is not, not even close to, to the real world. Um, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, to go, to go to that, that, um, comment I had on that, my picture with that, that was my, that was the first bull I, I killed. Um, what? And, uh, did you yeah, see, that, Tony, uh, did you see that bull? I haven't. Go I'm get on Tyler's page. If this is that, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to talk to you anymore. That's his first elk. So scroll down. I mean, scroll down quite a ways, and he's standing. He's standing in front of this massive mount with his bow in his hand. I mean, this thing is beyond what a first bull should look like. <laughs> yeah. How, how far down is it? Uh, it's it's a little ways. It's a little ways. It's like right in the middle. I mean, that bull is phenomenal, dude. All right, I'm sorry for that. We'll let Tony chime in once he sees it. His, his mouth's going to hit the floor. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that, that was my um, – I'd killed – I've killed um, – I killed two cows before that, um, and that, that was the first bull that I, I killed, and I, I was a, a sophomore in high school, I think. Um, and that, that, was, that was cool. My dad, my dad was um, – right next to me on that, I called that bull into 17 yards and, and shot that. Um, and dad got to be there with me for that one too, which was, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, to go, to go to what I said on that picture, I mean, when you, when you walk into, you know, a sporting goods store, or you walk into somebody's house and you just see these, I mean, you just see heads on the wall or antlers on the wall. Um, you don't, especially if you don't come from, a hunting background or you don't hunt or anything like that. You're like, you know, some people look at that as like, Oh, that's, that's weird. You know, you got mm-hmm. just heads on the wall or, you know, it makes, makes them sick to their stomach and whatnot. Um, but you know, when I look at, when I walk into my room and see that, that bull hanging there, that every time I look at that, I get, I get to think about that, that bull screaming, running down the hill and, and getting to 17 yards right in front of me. And, just all the, all the things that come with it. And that's, I mean, with everything, all, all the antlers, all the, um, even looking at the little, little spike I shot, that was my first, my first deer. I mean, I get to think about all the, all the experiences and all the good times oh, that, that came with that. <laughs> oh, you saw it. <laughs> Man, that is nice. What is that? A uh, five by five? Yeah. He's a five by five. Yeah. That's a big five by five. Wow. Dude. That's yeah, amazing. that was it. Yeah, yeah, that over the counter. A, yeah, that is not a modest bull. <laughs> and you said h- how many yards? You you got it? Seventeen. Seventeen yards. Seventeen. Yeah. And he can't. He was gonna. I it, I took a frontal shot on him, uh, seventeen yards, and he went. He went thirty yards and tipped over. Damn! Um, look how look how far back that tail is. Yeah, he's got a huge whale tail on him. That's <laughs> yeah. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even bother bother to count him, man. I saw that. I was like, definitely yeah. a nice bull. Okay, we're sorry. Yeah. We, we got to move. We got to move to Oregon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, that's just seeing all those seeing all those antlers, and it's a lot more than just a dead animal on the wall, you know. And right. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people that don't don't have that heritage or have that. Um, in their blood. And you don't even, not even, not to put anybody down that's, you know, didn't grow up around it and they hunt now. Um, 
you know, it's the same, it's the same thing, even if you don't grow up around it, but you, you hunt. It's, so how uh, do we, how do we get the message across? Right. Because we, we are up against it. You know, people look at it and go, oh man, hunting, that's horrible. You guys are horrible. How do we get the message across or how do we share that experience um, in a way that, you know, we create a discussion instead of an argument and not so much get them in the woods, but get them to understand like, hey, you know, it's not just, you know, three days. I'm not just going out on the weekend. This is this the preparation and everything that leads up to a hunt and everything that goes into a hunt and get them to understand like this is what it takes for this, this one opportunity. You know, how do we, how do we share that? How do we get the message across? How do we break down the, the narrative or agenda on the other side of it? Yeah, boy, I, I think that's, I think that's really hard because there's a lot of people that are, they're stuck in their ways and that, I mean, yeah, they're yeah, exactly. And they don't, I mean, I don't look, I don't go, out and find somebody that's an anti hunter and, and start harping on them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. That's, that's your business. I mean, you do what you want to do. And I, I don't like that. Um, there's people out there that, and there's, there's anti hunters or people that, that don't agree with it that are, I mean, they not, I don't want to say stay quiet, but they, they don't go out looking for fights all the time. Right. Um, which I respect that. Um, cause that's not what we're doing, but, I think it's, I think it's really hard to, um, if you don't, if you don't do it, it's really hard to, um, get that message across of how, how hard it is to prep, how hard it is to, I mean, all the, all the money we put into not just gear, but tags and licenses and all that stuff that we're doing that actually helps, um, you know, helps manage, um, animals and populations and, habitat Mm -hmm. um so and and i think i think i think looking if you're an anti-hunter if you look at um people on social media that that are always posting pictures of you know we killed this we killed this we killed this um and don't show don't show what's what else is going into it i mean they're just putting um pictures of animals up I think it's hard for them to look at it and not see it as um, a hard thing to do because it is not easy by any means. Um, Amen. That's that's yeah. very yeah. That's a good statement there. Yeah, you nailed, that's a lot you nailed of that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's yeah. a lot of it, right? That's yeah. what, that's what we're showing them. Um, yeah. We have to we have to be able to hold ourselves up high enough to you know understand that that is important to share the rest of the experience. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's beyond valuable. Yeah, uh, and I, I say that word I, a lot I, when I talk about hunting. But <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's uh, another another aspect of it is is I love having a freezer full of, um, you know, clean organic meat that I I mean from the time that animal was breathing, I did everything to get that in the freezer. Right. I I worked my butt off to get up up the mountain to harvest that animal. And I worked my butt off getting it back down the mountain and, um, you know, cut, taking all the time to cut it up, package it, you know, get it in the freezer. And, and I think it, when you say that to, you know, I've had my, my arguments or my 
not fights, but arguments with, with people that see the, see it differently. And, you know, they're like, well, you can go buy grass fed beef and all this at the store. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, I, when I sit down for dinner, I mean, not that I, it's not like I eat wild game for dinner every night, but Mm -hmm. when I sit down and, and cook, you know, that backstrap or, um, you know, I'm making summer sausage or whatever it is. When I sit down and eat that, I know like all that, all that hard work paid off. Cause that's, yeah. that's, that's what it's about. So I'm here. So you, with that, you get flashbacks, flashbacks of it. Yeah. But okay. So that with that, work. is that, is that side of the argument from us? Cause you hear it a lot. Is that side of the argument from us where it's, Hey, uh, meat in the freezer. Is that, an easy way out of the discussion. Do we rely on that too much as hunters to silence the other side or try and silence the I, other side? I think it- I, I, you know, I think, I think now that you say that thinking about it, it, it is an easy way out of that, you know, like, Oh, we're, we're putting food on the table for our families. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of just a, you know, shut up back off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, almost in a way, in, in a way it's not because that's, that's extremely true. Um, yes, it is. It is. I'm not discounting. I'm not discounting that argument, but I think it's an easy way out for us instead of sitting there and saying, well, if you have more than five minutes or 10 minutes and you want to have this discussion, because I'm not going to argue it. Um, we can have a discussion and go back and forth. And one of the things, and I, you know, what I notice when I have this discussion with people is I don't want to overuse it, but anti hunters or people that just don't get it they're they're a bit more closed-minded than our side of the table a lot of times you know very very much so i completely agree with that right so we'll i'll gladly i'll gladly respect your opinion and your point of view i may not follow down the same path but man it, it is really it is really frustrating at times to try and get them to understand it yeah, I, I, and that's what you know. I was saying. I was saying earlier, it's hard to to get across to those people because they are um, those those people. That sounds bad, but uh, <laughs> um, the the other half, it's hard to get it's hard to get across to them because they, you know, like you said, we don't go out. We don't go out. You know, finding an anti hunter's page or finding an anti hunter out walking on the street, and we're not going to go out there and. Because they don't go out and hunt. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. So if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna, if you don't agree, that's fine. But you don't need to. You don't even be chiming in on on our lifestyle just because right, yeah. you don't like it. Right. Um, Come to the table to talk, and you know your your yeah. opinion. Your opinion matters, but you know how much is yeah. That's something right. altogether different. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Deer, we we saw you laid down a pretty nice deer and oh, understand yeah, it. That was nice. I we, saw that too. Yeah, the understanding though is that you didn't actually notice that deer. You didn't see. It. <laughs> oh Lord! <yeah. laughs> she she will not let it. Whenever that story comes up, she does not let it let that story lay out without chiming in and letting people know that. But that's yeah, bad, that and that's why sure. I love her. <laughs> how did but, how'd that deer season play out, man? A successful we saw, but give us a yeah. little on that one. It, it was, uh, it was fun. Uh, that's kind of our, it's a controlled tag here in Oregon, um, in, uh, central Oregon up in the Cascades. Um, but they, 
we, let's see, what am I trying to say? Um, I, my oldest brother and my dad had enough points to draw it 100%. Um, so they put in as a party and, and I kind of just put in, that's what I put in for, um, every year just cause I like pulling that tag. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I put in for it with, uh, less, less points than what was needed. And I, I drew it just being lucky. Um, which I was, I was pretty stoked about. So there was, um, you know, dad, me and my oldest brother all had, all had the tags and it's an area that we, I mean, that's where we always went camping when we were kids. That's, we always, there's lakes up there to hike into that we go backpacking. We've, I've killed, that was my fourth year I've killed in there, um, shot my first buck in there. So that's, I know that area really well. It's really fun for me to hunt it. Um, the year 2017 mom, uh, I took my mom in there. She's killed three bucks in there now. Um, but we got her a really nice, um, four by three in there. Um, so I, I, I really love hunting this area and yeah, it was kind of, it was different than a lot of the seasons that I've hunted in there. Um, there was not, not the amount of deer that there usually is. And I don't know if that's, that's because of, um, there's this kind of buck brush that grows in there and it just keeps growing and keeps growing. And it, I mean, there's, there's some of it that's, there's big patches of it. That's 10 feet tall. Wow. It looks um, like I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nasty stuff. And, uh, if, if you don't know, you know, the spots or how to hunt it, it's, it deters a lot of people. Um, but yeah, so we, you know, I go out my, my usual, my usual ridge and, uh, we get up there, get on the first knob. We're glassing. We saw one doe right off the bat early in the morning. Um, and then there was like two hours where we didn't see anything and which is super, just not normal for that. And, uh, I'm going, okay, it's a little weird, you know, usually, I mean, you at least see a lot of does in there. Um, and then we had, a a little three by four come running up. He must've got pushed by another hunter or something. Cause he came running up the hill with his tongue hanging out and kind of ran around us for a while. He ended up walking by us at like 40, 50 yards. Um, and I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a trigger happy guy when I'm hunting with a rifle. So I, <laughs> I, you know, I got, I got the crosshairs on him and, and Maddie's, you know, bumping me going, don't, don't, don't shoot that. You don't need to shoot that. And I'm going, I'm not going to shoot it. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just getting, just getting the crosshairs down on him to look at him. <laughs> no, but she definitely, she definitely made sure I did not, I did not shoot that buck. Um, but I went into this hunt, um, you know, I've shot, before this season, I'd shot three deer in there. Um, none of them are, are crazy big bucks or anything. And I really, I really wanted to get a four point. I've shot a lot of deer, never shot a four point. Um, part of that's my, my trigger finger, I think. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I was like, you know what? I, re- I really want a four point this year. Um, so we went in. And that was my, that was my goal. And when I saw that little buck had four points on it, she kind of, she was like, Oh God, like he's going <laughs> to, he's going to want to pull the trigger on this. But, um, no, I didn't, I didn't have any intention to, 
um, shooting a buck that early. Um, yeah. Anyway. And then after that, it was, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't glass any deer up. We couldn't bump any deer, find any deer. It was, it was weird. And we kind of went up more. We hiked over to another knob, uh, took, took a nap. Maddie, Maddie loves her naps. Um, <laughs> so do so, I. <laughs> yeah. So we, we took a little nap and we were on a, a real great, um, spot to glass. And it's just a sea of that buck brush. And, uh, you know, there's little pockets here and there that, um, you'll find deer moving through, but that's about the only way you can find them. And, and so we woke up from our nap after lunch and uh, got, got back on the other side of the knob to start glassing again. And I'm kind of, I'm still half asleep. Right. And I'm, I'm kind of sitting there on the rock soaking up the sun and, uh, she, she's on the other side glassing and she goes, there's a, there's a buck, there's a buck, big buck. And I'm, I kind of start waking up and, and scram, scramble over there and I'm looking, looking. And finally I, I find it. She goes, that's, that's a big buck. And she's looking at it and I get to get my glass on it and I'm going, holy crap. You know, I just, the first thing I saw was the frame on this buck. And I'm, as soon as I saw the frame, I'm, I'm like, I'm shooting that deer. <laughs> no, no doubt in my mind. I, I don't really care how many points he has. And then, and then. Maddie kind of realizes that it's, it's a fork and horn by three point. And then she's kind of like, well, are, are you sure you want to shoot that? And I'm going, yeah. And she goes, yeah, I'd, I'd shoot it too. Then. I mean, that's got, he had a, a real big frame on him. So I was, I was definitely not going to pass that buck up. And anyway, this buck, he had just walked through this. I, it was just dumb luck. She looked down there at the right time and, and saw this buck just getting to the end of this little open patch. Tyler's qualifying, Maddie. See you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So he, he walks into the, the brush again and I can see antler tips and a little flash of his face here and there. And he kind of, he's just milling around. He's kind of rubbing antlers on some brush and feeding and stuff like that. And, we're on, we're on this little rock outcropping up on a knob. And so I get, I get really set up. I get my pack out, get the rifle on the pack, get super comfortable. And, uh, I did not know how, how long I was going to have to sit there before this buck gave me a shot, but he goes into this brush and, and lays down and <clears throat> we can't see him at all. And I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he bedded down right there. So we'll, we'll be good. And we're about 200 yards away from this buck. And an hour and a half later, this buck stands up again and I can see antlers. And so I'm watching him, watching him. I got him in the scope. I sat there for 45 minutes with that rifle on my shoulder, just watching this buck. And I'd, I'd see antlers and then I'd see his face. And he was just staying in this one little area milling around. And, uh, finally he stepped out, um, to where I could, I could get a clear shot at him and one shot and it was, it was over with. So all she wrote. Yeah. it's all she wrote. Nice. But yeah, definitely. I, I uh, yes, I will give, I will give Maddie credit. She'll be happy that I'm doing this. <laughs> I was about to yeah. say, now you just have to live with that for the rest of your days. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would not have seen that buck if it wasn't for her. So <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Um, so, 
one of the things that we touch on in every episode or try to is conservation. Yes. What's what's Tyler think about conservation? Where do you stand on it? Um, the importance of boots on the ground. Um, what's your stance on conservation? Man? Oh, conservation is extremely important. I mean, we need to we need to be um, always thinking about you know the future and what what we can do for um, not uh, really not just animals that we hunt, but the whole. I mean the ecosystem as a whole. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, being a hunter, you're always, you know, you're, you're buying tags and licenses. Like I said before that they go to that. And I think that's a huge, a huge part of it. Um, but I do think we need, um, you know, like the, um, Backcountry Hunter and Anglers Association. Um, those guys are always getting boots on the ground, um, doing more than just just buying their licenses and tags. And I think that's I think that's really important as well. How do we yeah. how do we spread how do we spread that message effectively? You know, and I've said it before, but a lot of times guys think that buying you know buying uh, a license and a tag. Um, that's you know that's the claim to conservation right uh, which a is lot not, of times that's not that's not true i mean yes it's it's going to help and that's something you can say to um you know to make yourself feel a little better that you're you're doing something because i it is doing something um mm-hmm. but i think i think we need to also be be doing a little more than just that um and definitely definitely i mean like through social media um, I'm not, uh, Maddie is so much better than I am with social media. I'm not, sometimes I'm a little old school when it comes to it. I'm like, I don't, you know, people don't need to always know what I'm doing, but right. I think social media is a great, a great tool to, um, get that message out there to other hunters and, um, people that don't do that. Mm-hmm. People that don't hunt. Um, you know, I think, I think people that don't hunt or kind of harp on us for what we do. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure what they're doing to, um, help out, you know, with conservation or, um, anything like that. So, right. so getting I, that full you know, message. Yeah. And I think that's important to let people know that, I mean, we're not, I think there's a lot of people out there that, you know, when you say you hunt, if they don't do that, I mean, the first thing they think of is you're just going out there and killing animals, which, and they don't, they don't, I mean, they don't understand the whole process of you know controlled tags um things like that where you're managing i mean you're managing the population and there's a lot of people that will say you know like well why don't you just if we didn't hunt the the population would be would be just fine you know and that's not we as humans um have had our hand in that for so long that it's not we can't just let things go. Right. It's no longer um, an accurate statement when we say that. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I think um, <clears throat> predator population is a huge thing that we need to um, focus on as well. Um, I mean, the, the wolves are, are definitely have moved into our state um, for sure, which that definitely, that definitely takes a toll on, 
on on the herds yeah on herd population so and that and that goes right back to what you just said too right is that we've had our hand in it so long so you know the whole wolf discussion um you know we've we've touched that i don't know how many times over you know over the decades um yeah but yeah i i for me to talk about it over and over in every episode is is important just to get people thinking you know past the the easy discussions right um right the the basics in conservation i mean it goes even into the argument with the other side you know being able to articulate uh conservation um as well as you know getting past the meat on the meat in the freezer or meat on the table discussions huge man so yeah and i, I definitely i definitely think um like even you know even if you're a hunter and you don't you're not doing a whole lot to um, besides buying your license and tags and, um, things like that. I think even, you know, little things like, like my dad instilled in me from, I mean, as long as I can remember, like when he's out there in the woods, if he sees a piece of trash, that's going in his, going in his pack. Right. You know, if, and I, I can't, it's like, uh, it's almost like superstitious for me almost. I mean, mm-hmm. if I see, if I'm out there and there's a can here or a bag here or whatever, like I'm, it's going in my pack. That's, and you know, it's, it's a little stuff like that, that, that helps out. Um, no, I, I mean, that's, that's a little bit of conservation, but that's just, you know, keeping, keeping things clean and keeping things how they, how they should be, you know? Right. But well, like you just said it, it's a little bit, but I, I think that, that, that little bit, And you touch every, you know, every bit of it you can, that, that little bit adds up to have a big impact if, if everybody is, you know, taking that into the woods with them. Right. Yeah. If everybody, if everybody's doing that, you know, there's, that's, that helps out a lot. So. Cool. So, uh, what's coming up, man, 2019, what's, what's on the uh, horizon as far as hunts, uh, projects, anything you're doing, what, what should we be watching out for? Uh, 2019, I'm hoping I can, I can pull my spring bear tag here for Oregon. Um, that's going to be the, the first of it to kind of break my, my off season depression. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully, hopefully a few of us in our, our family and Maddie's family, that's kind of a, we do that, do that together with, um, Maddie and I and her brother and our dads, um, but hopefully, hopefully a couple of us can draw that so we can get out. Um, yeah, we'll have spring turkey, obviously, that we always, Maddie and I always do. Um, and then I'm hoping I have just about enough points to draw my um, pronghorn tag here for Oregon. Um, really, really crossing my fingers that I'll, I'll draw that this year. I'm, I'm really itching to shoot a speed coat, so... <laughs> Speaking of um, some good meat, man. Yeah, it's tasty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, definitely hoping I can do that. And then uh, <clears throat> Maddie and I, I think, are going to switch over and uh, rifle hunt deer, even if we don't draw something this year, um, just to kind of get, get not get more hunting in, but I think we just kind of need a little, little something different than archery hunting deer. Um, but, uh, of course I'll be archery elk hunting. Um, you going to be, uh, building points for that unit that, uh, pops was in. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I it's kind of hard with, um, 
point creep and things like that, you know, I'm sitting at about eight or nine points right now. So my, you know, there's a couple units that, that take right around, you know, six to 10 points. And then it kind of jumps up to 15 and above. And, and with point creep, you know, I'm kind of thinking maybe I should pull the trigger on one of those tags. It's, you know, taking, taking the amount of points that I have right now and then building more points, you know, so I can go on, you know, pretty good hunts here and there, not just wait for that, wait for that big hunt. Yeah. That's, um, that's some willpower there, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I mean, I, I've had success over the counter archery elk hunt in Oregon. So I, that's, I, I'm just as excited to, you know, buy my over the counter tag as I am to draw a tag. So, right. Good deal. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, so we'll wrap it up. We appreciate your time. Um, yeah, we had to get on with you, man. You know, we, like I said, we looked at the page and we're, uh, we're impressed with what you're, what you're doing. And then, you know, Maddie jumped on and told us about the bugling skills, man. So we had to uh, put oh, you on yeah. the spot with that too. Yeah. Yeah. I had to, I had to give Maddie a little, a little flack for, uh, saying that she wanted me to know that I was, I was there because she wanted me there, not because I needed her. (laughs) (laughs) I think we were were in the, we were in the kitchen the other night and I, I, uh, gosh, what were we doing? She was, she was washing out like our shaker bottles for at the gym. And I, I said something about, I was like, you know, I just want you to know that, um, you're here because I want you here, not because I need you. <laughs> <laughs> Western Contours is in no way, shape, or form trying to break up uh, families. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, yeah, pretty awesome. But I mean, that that yeah. really is that really is a great attitude. Um, you know, especially to be a woman in the outdoors, right? I mean that that is a good attitude. I, I was, you know, I was happy to hear that. Oh, she, yeah, she she is uh, an an incredible girl. Um, she, uh, yeah, like that, that deer hunt. I mean, she spotted that deer, but we got down there to that deer and I, you know, we're breaking it down and she's, she's right in there with me, you know, helping me get meat off and things like that. And, you know, I kind of looked at her and I was like, we're, I don't want to, I don't want to have to come back up here and, and pack meat. Are you good? I mean, are you good splitting this buck and, and putting some serious weight on your back? And she's like, yeah, I'm all game. And she threw, I mean, she had, just as much weight on her pack as I did. And she, you know, stuck right along with me getting down there. So yeah, she, that girl kicks butt. Um, she's, she's amazing. Um, and I have, I, she, you know, I love, that's what we do together. We hunt together and, um, we love doing that together. So, but I have no doubt. I mean, she can go out there on her own and, and smoke a bowl or, yeah, she she can handle her own definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm so. glad to see you guys sharing that. Uh, yeah, sharing that together, that passion, man. Um, yeah. So again, man, we appreciate the time. We'll go ahead and uh, and hit uh, the stop record button here. Um, anything that we missed that you wanted to get out there? How can folks get a hold of you? Uh, on social media, um, T Worley. That's my that's my name on social media or on uh, Instagram. Uh, Maddie and I have true terrain. We're going to get that back up and going. Um, hopefully we're, we're trying to lay out how we can get all our hunts on film this year, which, which should be pretty cool. Yeah. She made um, a commitment to us too. So yeah, yeah. I heard that one. Yeah. 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 So all right, cool. Tony, you got anything else for Tyler? Oh, no, thanks Tyler. Thanks for your time. 
yeah definitely thanks for having me on guys it was, yeah, it was no. fun, fun talking to you guys yeah we wanted to hear about it man you uh you take care we hope to talk to you again man and see the stuff from uh true terrain coming out yeah definitely you too guys good deal You can catch up with Tyler on Instagram at T Worley. That's T W E H R L I or at true underscore train. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.